There we go. Oh, it sounds good. Welcome back to the Drive Home with Timothy podcast. Yep, I know this is a little off-brand for us, but uh, I kind of like this music, and it fits really well with what we're talking about today. Uh, breakups, not breakups, but like sort of the end of the world. Breakups with the world. Also, this is just a good song. This is Boyz II Men is underrated. Um, sort of the original boy band, right? I mean, if we can hate them, it's because they kicked off like InSync and Backstreet Boys and all those, like that they're responsible for that. Well, because they did, they were the first one, and then everybody tried to copy them and made all that other garbage. But it, this is this is music, right? You hear the passion there? Oh. Um, but in any case, welcome back to the drive home with Timothy. Thank you for being here. Let's turn the music down. No, I can't hear myself. Okay. Um, so we're kind of we're sort of finding ourselves as a show. We're figuring out who we are and what we want to make with this. Um, and I think the sort of as the first item of business, we're, we we want to focus. We had a little meeting last night, Timothy and I, and we want to focus less on just the random thoughts that pop into either one of our heads and, and make it a little more focused on either to tell a story or focus on a current event and try to pull some kind of meaning out of it. So this is going to be like secular Sunday school. All right. You're going to learn something. You're going to feel something. You might laugh and cry along the way. This show is going to become an intricate part of who you are as a person and your personality. So you've been warned. Um, you're going to end up being just like both of us. So congratulations on... Just Let's just be done with... Okay. Now you're supposed to fade out because if you just shut it off abruptly, it sounds like... It doesn't sound as good. You got to like... Do you know how to fade it down? You've been doing it all season. Okay. Um, other item of business is we are on Twitter now, as we mentioned before, um, at the drive home one, the drive home and then the number one, um, Timothy runs that, um, that Twitter account, but I'm not sure if he knows this, but I actually have access to it as well. And I can find out what he's been up to on there. Um, and so far it's pretty clear that Timothy's never been on Twitter before because, so far, it seems like what you're doing, what you have been doing, is just looking for ways to make people mad, right? No, I get, yeah, that's a lot of what Twitter is, but it's not, that's not how you run the, the show page. We got to do better than that. Because from what I can tell, all you've been doing is looking up the biggest cosmetic companies and then going into their comments and trying to start fights with people by talking about how they shouldn't wear makeup anymore and then directing them to that no i i get what you're trying to do but i think that's the wrong episode of the podcast to start people out on um you know because imagine that that's the first the first thing they hear they're not going to want to they're going to write us off as um chauvinistic or no i okay yeah okay you handle it however you want to do it i'm just saying don't go in don't don't do what you've been doing. Just do better. Okay. Do you have? The, I saw you with a piece of paper earlier. Did you print out the 
the ad copy. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah, I like having the piece of paper in my hand. It's just, it's just easier to read. Um, today's episode is sponsored by Amazon. This one's really long. No, yeah, hilarious. Say it into the mic or don't say it at all. No, but this this is going to take a while. Did you write this on your own or did you partner with... Oh, they wrote it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Sponsored by Amazon. Remember when you had to interact with people? Saturday afternoons after morning cartoons and chores were over, you'd find a pencil and a paper. Remember pencils? And make a list of your Saturday errands. First, you'd stop by the hardware store for a new extension cord or a lawn gnome. The one with the yellow hat, if you were lucky. That one was the hardest to find. You couldn't wait to get it home and show that Mrs. Jenkins next door whose yard was better than whose. That Mrs. Jenkins, always so smug, with her gardening gloves with the little flamingos on them and her hiking boots. You've never hiked a day in your life, Mrs. Jenkins, admit it. After the hardware store, it was off to the thrift, sh- the thrift store to find some sweaty old clothes to use as a Halloween costume. What are you going to be this year? A jogger? A Boy Scout? Maybe you'll get lucky and find green sweats and a headband, and you can jimmy-rig a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costume. Lame. Then off you go to the fabric store, the video rental store, and of course, the mall. At each location, someone wearing a vest and a name badge would approach you with a smile and ask how they might help you in your quest. Ninja Turtle sweats? Yes, sir, right this way. A yellow-hatted gnome? Fat chance, stupid, those don't exist. Mrs. Jenkins wins again. Once you had what you needed, you headed to the cash register. More smiles, more employees, more helpful employees. They'd ask how your day is going so far and maybe offer a compliment on your shoes. Nice Crocs, man. Most people can't pull that off, but you look amazing. Your Saturday afternoon was filled with human interaction and social satisfaction. We at Amazon hate that. And we've been working hard to make sure you you never have to speak to another person again. Take that same errand list and type it into Amazon's search bar. Thousands of options will flood your screen, and you can spend the next several hours hiding in the bathroom choosing between Donatello and Michelangelo costumes. But you'll choose Michelangelo. Everyone does. Poor Donatello. The point is, you can get everything you need without speaking to or even laying eyes on anyone. Even the delivery guy drops the boxes on your porch and runs away frantically after ringing the bell. You'll be left alone and happy in your dark corner of the lifeless world, wondering what you should order next. Amazon, take that, Mrs. Jenkins. That was well written. Those guys over at Amazon know what they're doing. There's a reason they're uh, they're taking over. Um, okay, so our, we appreciate Amazon partnering with us. That's a that's a big get. How did you get them? Did you just go on the just go on the website, and Google sponsorship. Um, all right. So, um, I tried to avoid this topic as for as long as possible, but it's getting bigger and people just can't focus on anything else. And so I single-handedly, Dustin, the host of the drive home with Timothy, I'm going to put this baby to bed. So pay attention. The coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. All right. You, you probably know the story if you don't. In the small town of Wuhan, China, and I know anybody who's Googled Wuhan, China is screaming at their phone right now because you're saying it's not a small town. It has like 11 million people. Listen, 11 million people in China is a small, cha- is a small town, 
right? Beijing alone has like 4,500 million people. Um, so in the town of Wuhan, China, in some, in a place called a wet market, which like just saying it out loud, wet market, it just, um, that might be the most disgusting place you could be as a, uh, we could probably think of more, but let's move on. In a wet market, which is where they sell animals, dead and alive, they just line them up side by side. They got like chickens and rats and dogs and bats and whatever else they're eating over there because they're a communist country and they don't have any money left. So uh, vote Bernie. Um, So I was trying to avoid that and then it just slipped out. Anyway, Wuhan, China. That's where this virus started. The coronavirus came from a bat. They know this by analyzing the genetic makeup. And they think that in Wuhan, China, in one of these wet markets where all these animals are lined up side by side, it jumped from a bat eventually to humans. But it might have gone by like a chicken or something. Maybe there was um, a bat that bit a chicken and then somebody ate a chicken or any number of combinations. One way or another, it jumped from bats to humans. Um, It is a respiratory disease um, that just... Basically, you can't breathe so good, I guess. That's what respiratory means. It since has spread. It's gone to a lot of different countries. Um, As of this morning, I think the World Health Organization was saying there were over 94,000 confirmed cases. And um, the death rate they're saying is about 3,200. The number of dead is about 3,200. Here's the thing. It's not that big a deal. All right, everybody's freaking out by over there out there stocking up on toilet paper and hand sanitizer and and bottled water. People are envisioning a world where you're stuck in your house and if you go outside you're going to get this I am legend virus that's wiping out humanity. That this is the this is the virus that is coming for your soul. Um people who believe that I think have forgotten about all of the other viruses that have come for our souls. Right, we've got um, in the past. We've had SARS. We've had MERS. Uh, MERS. I had never heard of MERS until this, until the coronavirus popped up. Until COVID nineteen popped up, MERS is also a coronavirus. It's called. The, it's the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, I think, or Mid Eastern Middle Middle Eastern. Um, we've had H one N one, which was the swine flu. We had H five N one, which was the bird flu. We had the Zika virus just a few years ago. Every one of these things was the thing that was going to wipe out humanity, and everybody freaked out. I do have some statistics here in front of me. See, I brought my own piece of paper here, Timothy. Um, Let's see. If we look at, so uh, COVID-19, again, 94,000 people infected. Um, Supposedly 3,200 people have died from it. We'll get to that in a second. SARS. SARS um, had only 8,000 cases confirmed cases, but it was it had a 10% mortality rate, right? So that's what, almost 800 people, about 800 people died. I think the real number was like 700 from what I read. Um, but people who got it who were over 60, um, the death rate there was over 50%. MERS, um, there were only 2,500 cases, but it was 34% fatal. <clears throat> um, H1N1, if you remember, that was the thing. Like, people were wearing masks in public and stuff. Um, the pig flu. It only had a 0.2% mortality rate, but 
over 150,000 people died from that. Um, and then the Zika virus, you remember that was the one they were going to shut down the Olympics in, in Brazil because it was going to kill everybody and it was, the Olympics was going to bring it all around the world. Um, so over 300,000 people were infected with the Zika virus. And the, the, the big thing with the Zika was if you were pregnant and you got it, it was going to, it was going to give your baby's birth defects. Um, so over 300,000 people infected, 18 people died and there were uh, 51 documented birth defects. Now, those numbers are tragic for the people involved, but it's very, very few that were actually affected. Um, the flu itself, I don't know if you've had the flu this year. We've had the flu at my house a few times this year. In fact, three different times. The flu, depending on... So according to the CDC, um, the problem is it's really hard to tell who dies from what. But the flu has killed between 18,000 and 46,000 people just this season so far. And even that, see, there's a huge, that's what, like a $30,000 person swing. You don't know, you don't, there are 30,000 people where they're like, I don't know if they died from the flu or if they died from something else. So this highlights the problem with the statistics from the coronavirus. You have no idea if somebody is infected with the coronavirus and dies. You don't know if that's the virus that killed them, right? Because over half of the people infected have had no symptoms whatsoever. And that's one of the things people are freaking out about. Look, there's no, you can be infected and not even know it. I would argue that is the best disease to have. If it doesn't affect your life and you don't even know that you have it, great. Well then, but what if you pass it on to somebody else? Okay, good. Then they won't know they got it either. All right? Everything's going to be fine. Um, And most of the people who did get sick just kind of got a flu-ish type of thing, and then they got over it just fine. There were, I think, 5% of people who were infected um, had a severe case. Yeah, I still need a cough button. Can you just get me a button that if I push, I can push the button and cough, and then let go, and then the audience doesn't have to hear. That would be great. Thank you. Just by the end of the show today would be great. Perfect. Um, so I read an article. So there were a couple things I read yesterday. One is I woke up and saw that the World Health Organization had said that the death rate was now at 3.4% for coronavirus, where like the day before they were saying it was 2 But they said they had updated statistics, and it's now 3.4%. Um, I also read an article written by, I should give this guy a shout out, Jeremy Samuel Faust. He wrote for Slate Magazine. Slate Magazine. Um, the title is COVID-19 isn't as deadly as we think. And he writes a great article, but he's terrible at making up headlines because you got to leave some intrigue, right? We live in the time of cliff, clickbait. That's not like you're giving it all away in the title. COVID-19 isn't as deadly as we think. And the argument that he makes makes a lot of sense to me. And I've been kind of, I've been thinking this all along, but didn't have any of the data that he presented here. Um, You have no idea if somebody gets infected with the coronavirus. You don't know if that's what killed them. All right. Let's let's take the example of there's a 90-year-old lady who lives in Wuhan, China. She has, I don't know, let's say lung cancer and AIDS and tuberculosis. And chlamydia. I mean, she's got everything. I mean, she's having a hard time. 
Um, I feel bad for her because she's dead now. This I'm making this person up, just so you know. I'm not violating HIPAA or anybody's rights. I'm probably violating somebody's rights. But this woman is made up. But she has all those diseases. And then let's say that she dies in the hospital. And after she dies, they test her. I don't even know if they can test after somebody dies. But at some point, they test her for COVID-19 and she tests positive. She becomes one of those statistics, one of those 3,200 people who have died from this virus. The virus probably didn't kill her. It was probably all the other stuff, right? She lived a very full life, which is how she got chlamydia and HIV. Um, And those are the things that probably killed her. Most of the people dying from this virus are over 70. In fact, so in this article, the the guy makes a pretty good point saying, if we just look at the cruise ship... The Princess Atwater, or what I don't know what it's called, Princess Penelope, um, the cruise ship that they threw off the coast of Japan, and they, they just told everybody, they're like, hold still and don't go outside and try to not be so sick anymore. And they made them sit there for like four months or however long it was. They were testing all of those people all the time to see who had the virus. On that ship, there were 3,711 people. Of those, Of that number, 705 tested positive at some point on the ship. 705. Of the 705, six people died. Um, Also, of the 705, over 50% of those people never had symptoms. They were simply carriers of the disease, but they were not actually sick. So if you look at those numbers, that would suggest that the death rate, at least on the cruise ship, of reasonably healthy individuals was 0.85%. And there was not one person on the ship who died who was under the age of 70. So you'd assume that people who go on a cruise are not dying, right? Just in general. Although just about every time you go on a cruise, I don't know if you've been on a cruise lately, just about every time you go, somebody dies. Anytime a helicopter lands on the ship, you know it's because somebody died and they got to take them off. Um, so, I mean, something happens. So at least one person was going to die. So let's just say five people died from the coronavirus. So if if you're one of those few people who did, that's terrible, right? Those are reasonably healthy people who died. But all the young people are fine, and half of the people infected are fine. If you if you take out all the people who had other things, so like in China, another problem is, let's say somebody has lung cancer or somebody has COPD or somebody has emphysema, or something else, and everybody's sick in China. There's so many of them. There, 25,000 people a day die in China. And that's because there are like 7 billion people that live there. 7.1, I don't know, 1.4. Pick a number. Lots of people live in China, so lots of people die in China. And if a very small percentage of those people <clears throat> happen to have symptoms of what looks like the coronavirus, they might get misdiagnosed after they die. And the doctor would be like, yeah, yeah, she was kind of coughing. Maybe she had it too. Okay, put her on the list. Pretty soon, that number's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, but the case, the, the, the truth remains, outside of China especially, um, the death rate is very, very close to zero. It's under 1%. <clears throat> so if you're hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer, just know this. Number one, the rest of us have to go to the bathroom too, and you're ruining it for everybody, right? Number two, if you if we run out of hand sanitizer as a country, you're going to cause a whole new epidemic. 
Because now you got to go to the doctor because you're freaking out anyway, right? Or maybe you got to go to the doctor just for regular stuff. The doctor doesn't have hand sanitizer because you've got all of it in your basement. So he walks in, shakes your hand, checks your tonsils or whatever else. Now, maybe you just got HIV because that doctor couldn't wash his hands and he saw somebody this morning with AIDS and now he's carrying it all around to everybody else. You're starting new epidemics. I'm not saying you can't freak out about the coronavirus. I'm saying if you do, you better be over 70 and or have a terrible slash weakened slash ruined uh, immune system. If you're a regular, reasonable, young, healthy person, if you just ignore the coronavirus, you'll be just fine. Right? And the people who are freaking out now, those are the same people that in four years there's going to be a new virus and they're going to call it the apocalypse or something. The Maybe COVID-20. I don't know. Like is 19 just a, the succession? Maybe we'll just have a COVID every year now. Um, but in a few years, you're going to forget that everything was fine this time. right? Just like you forgot about Y2K. Y2K didn't bring any problems. Even Even HIV... Even AIDS is not a big deal, not as big a deal as we used to think it was. Remember when Magic Johnson got AIDS and everybody in the NBA was like, I don't want to play with that guy. What if he sweats on me and I get AIDS? And everybody thought within five years, Magic Johnson's dead. Have you seen him lately? He's doing great. He's not even sick. Right? He's had HIV for like 40 years. Um, it is largely cured in the U.S. anyway. I mean, in Africa, they're still having a hard time with it because we're not sending our drugs over there. Um, But they've pretty much figured out how to manage HIV. We thought it was going to kill everybody, right? So the point is, never believe the hype. The hype, it it is never as big as what it's supposed to be. This is just another thing. We talked recently about the news They're not giving you information because they love you and they want you to be happy and safe. They're giving you information because they want to scare the hell out of you so that you can keep going back and clicking again so that you'll click several times per hour. Now, the good news here is humans have a very short attention span, right? Because of Saturday morning cartoons. Our attention span is like 45 seconds now. So I'm predicting within the next two weeks, let's say easily by the end of March, We're going to stop caring about this. Whether or not you believe that the world is going to end, you'll stop caring that it's going to end. You'll focus on something else. And CNN and Fox News are going to have to find a new way to scare us. And there will be something else all over their websites that's going to, you know, turn Twitter into a haunted house now. Um, I think I said everything I need to say. Anything you want to add? Okay, also one more item of business. I'm done with the catchphrase. I was trying to find a catchphrase because I thought that was, like, remembered how Tom Brokaw was like, this is Tom Brokaw, peace out, or whatever he said at the end of his broadcast. I thought you were supposed to do that. I'm not doing that anymore. So that whole stay grounded thing is done. So all the people who made up t-shirts that say stay grounded, I apologize. I will refund uh, all of the cost of your screen printers. Um, That said, I don't know how to end the podcast anymore. So goodbye.